Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. I think we managed to, to mess up another intro to a live stream there uh, by accidentally having the bit before uh, we start the show, uh, opening the show. Anyway, uh, I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Uh, could be better, mate. What a start to the IPL. Uh, I'm joined by Max Roy brown How are you doing, Max? Yeah, very well. Nerves, nerves still frayed after that. And I am joined by... The newest Royal Challengers Bangalore super fan in the world, Dan Weston. You must be excited, Dan, after after your, your boys put in a terrific performance today. There's only two things I've got to say. The first thing, and I hope Ross, you'll join me on this, is RCB. RCB. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing, boys, never in any doubt. <laughs> um, right. Sometimes, you know, when we do this, sometimes when we do that, or every time we do this, to be honest, there's a little bit of a gamble, isn't there, boys? Uh, in as much as um, we don't know what the game's going to be like. We, when we decide we're going to do a post-game show, we commit to like four hours of watching cricket. And then we commit to about an hour of making the show. Uh, and sometimes the matches, they aren't very good. Today, that wasn't the case. It was, it was an absolute cracker. Max, your job is to summarise that game in, in sort of 30 seconds to a minute. Quickly run through the key points so that we can get into the detail. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, first game of the IPL uh, season for 2021, and we couldn't possibly have hoped for a, for a tenser start, could we? Kohli won the toss and put Mumbai into bat, uh, and they got off to a, a slow start as it looked like they were sort of uh, trying to get to grips with the, the pitch. But uh, once they did, they uh, they really kicked on, and it looked like they were going to impose a pretty, uh, a pretty big total that was 
potentially going to be quite out of reach. Um, and approaching the final few overs with Mumbai going well, uh, what we all thought we knew about RCB's death bowling and what we thought we knew about Mumbai's uh, ability to strike the ball, um, it started to look a bit a bit grim for for Kohli and RCB. But they uh, they found an unlikely hero in their uh, domestic journeyman Harshal Patel, whose final over went for one run and featured three wickets, which tipped the game right back into the balance. RCB then took a slightly different approach. They started fast and then ground to a halt in the middle after Coley and the excellent Maxwell had departed with uh, Boomer and Janssen uh, clawing things back with uh, two pretty tight overs. But A.B. de Villiers was... Uh, you, you might have questioned why he came in so low and he may have answered those questions because uh, he did not look like a man who'd not played cricket for five months and he reminded us all how good he was and why they call him Mr. 360. And he took it to the final over where despite Marco Janssen's uh, best efforts, and they were good efforts, um, there was never going to be any denying, was there, that Harshal Patel was going to hit the winning runs. It was it was written in the stars. <laughs> um. That was a good summary, Max. It, what a fantastic cricket match. Uh, Ross, where do you reckon we should start on this one as you have a swig of your beer? Um, well, I think we, let's, let's talk about the team, shall we? And actually the kind of different approaches um, that they went for. So, uh, Dan, I saw opening up, you said that actually RCB had chosen their team more than likely based on conditions today mm-hmm. over the Mumbai. Why, why did you think that? Well, because they went with uh, potentially four spin options. And obviously we've seen in not just in recent years in, in the IPL, but also further back in time as well, that Chennai is usually a spinner's paradise. However, spinners didn't really go that well today. And and I wonder also whether that was because there wasn't that many good matchups for spinners in the actual match as well. So, um, for example, uh, Washington Sundar only bowled one over and he went. He took, he took the wicket of, um, uh, is it now, uh, Chris Lynn. Mm. But... Um, it was. I think that he had Kishan at the other end, so you can. He was bowling to a, le- a left-hander as well in that over, and you can understand that Maxwell didn't bowl at all. And I think that was because they never really got the opportunity to have good matchups against left-handers very often. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I would go as far as to say that you don't need to play Sundar in in those type of matches when you've got Maxwell in your team already, because actually Glenn Maxwell's numbers against left-hand batsmen, which is the primary matchup for a right-arm off spinner, are very, very good and mm. and, a, and a lot better than a lot of specialist spinners indeed. So um, they could have probably packed the batting even more, left Sundar out, and based on his efforts with the bat, you'd say that probably wouldn't have been a reasonable shout as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting the way in which the, the paces actually did reasonably well in this game and um, building up to it we said that Carl Jameson had gone round the park for New Zealand against uh, against the Australian B slash C team uh, Max, you're a fan of the 6 for 8 giant yeah. um, he impressed today, right? He did, yeah. I think um, he he bowled quite cleverly today. He uh, he used the conditions to his uh, to his advantage. Um, obviously, with that the height he's got, he, I think he bowled bowled a bit of cross seam, and with the with the natural angle he has, that uh, certainly added to the potency of of that approach. And um, ultimately, yeah, yeah, very very impressed with how he uh, how he did. Um, so looks like. Uh, so far, RCB might have got a useful Carl Jameson and not a uh, playing against Australia Carl Jameson. Maybe he was lulling everyone into a false sense of security. Playing the long game. He knew that with that price tag, he had raised expectations. So maybe just to manage pressure on himself, he lowered expectations. Mm. 
uh, by performing badly against Australia. And now we're all kind of satisfied with Kyle Jameson, aren't we? No one's saying what a disaster. Uh, but maybe, you know, like we, we would be saying, hey, could maybe have done more. Um had had he not been terrible against Australia, I thought the I thought the RCB selection was was pretty odd to be honest, and I thought it was a little bit of a gamble um, uh, as well. That's the polite much, way of putting it. Yeah, they they <laughs> they basically picked four batters, um, which which was a risk. I mean, <laughs> a risk that obviously paid off. But Ross, sort of as you kind of alluded to, it did give Coley a huge amount of flexibility in terms of the type of bowlers he could turn to at different points in the game. And also, when it turned out that the pitch maybe wasn't quite as spin-friendly as um, the, the Chennai doomsayers were saying it would be, uh, because a lot, of the, a lot of spinners, I mean, like, were, were going around the park a little bit, weren't they? Um, it meant that he had Harsha Patel to turn to. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Max, how surprised... Well, actually, oh yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how much knowledge of Harsha Patel did you have before today's game? Did you say, did you say on a scale of one to? <laughs> I'm just trying to work out what the bottom end of the scale is. If one it, is, uh, I, I I didn't know who he was, and yeah. ten is uh, we're I'm, actually good friends. I'm afraid to admit it's one. Honestly, <laughs> he was um, he was fantastic, wasn't he? He's the only player ever to take five wickets against Mumbai Indians. He finished with uh, well. Four, four overs, 26 for five. Um, his, obviously, his best figures in T20 ever. Uh, and before today, he'd never taken more than three wickets in a single innings. Uh, Dan, did you write about him in your book? Or, or did this one come out of the blue for you as well? Uh, a little bit out of the blue. He's been he's been around the uh, IPL scene for a little while. He was, was at Delhi before, I think. And uh, did, he, did he play for Gujarat Lions at one point as well? I can't remember. But he's kind of been a fringe player for, for a number of years. Uh, one of those guys that, on the whole, probably doesn't justify a place in the team via their batting or their bowlings. But he's kind of that utility player, the spare player, if you like. And uh, that spare player did pretty well today. <laughs> <laughs> he, cer- he certainly, certainly did. Um Ross, you know, we'll finish on Harsh Patel here. Do you reckon we'll see a better final over in the other five thousand games in the IPL this year? Um, um, well, was it a, was it a nearly it was nearly a triple wicket maiden, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Is it three for one in, <laughs> off yeah. the last six balls of the innings? I mean, I mean, you are taking that and running, aren't you? Every single time. <laughs> there, there's that bit where he realizes now he's not going to do any better the whole way through the tournament. <laughs> So you talked about Jameson managing expectations. I'm afraid it's got the opposite way for this guy. He's going to have um, to get injured in training, I think. It's the only way. And in, in the auction, everyone was. it was all about the people who could bowl near enough 90 miles an hour. And everyone was like, it's got to be pace. It's got to be pace. The English seamers should have been in it. Darren Stevens should have put himself in there and then w- wobbling the ball around. He could bowl a good Yorker. So <laughs> missed opportunity, I think. It's got a hundred day as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to sort of wrap up uh, the, the first innings then, um, there's there's a couple of other things we need to talk about. Uh, Chris Lynn, um, he scored the most ugly but most effective sort of 49 uh, to, to to put Mumbai in quite a good position. And it, and it really did look like their, their fearsome middle order of the Panja brothers, Pollard, was going to take the game away from Royal Challengers Bangalore. Max, do you think they batted badly uh, in the second half of the innings Mumbai Indians, or do you think it was just like, you know, Harsha Patel, he was an, he was, he was an unstoppable force today. 
and and there, there was nothing that, that the Mumbai boys could have done to stop him. Well, I don't think they batted well, that's for sure. And I think actually a lot of their innings could have been ended a little sooner had uh, had RCB not greased all their hands with with butter <laughs> before out onto the field. Um, and uh, and Coley's probably quite lucky he's still got two eyes, I think, after his drop. But um, I, I, Harshal Patel did bowl really, really well. And uh, he, I think he mentioned to himself in the uh, the change of innings that at the, in the 16th over, he started to see that it was starting to reverse and starting to go. So he was just like, that's basically what he was just going to go for, just uh, trying to trying to get it to to go and and bowl bowl those Yorkers, which uh, which he did, and it did start to hoop. So I I think it's uh, I would say just well done, Harshal Patel. He's probably bowled the spell of his life today, and um, maybe just I would put it down to a bit of uh, a bit of rust from from the Mumbai Indians players. You know, they've uh, they have a a bit of a history of not winning the first game. I think is it back to 2012 since they last won the opener, and it doesn't seem to have stopped them from picking up the title. So uh, maybe they're just greasing the greasing the cogs a bit, and uh, we'll see them come flying next week. No, Max yeah, is but... over. It's over, Max. Mumbai <laughs> Indians are dead in the water. Well, they, they I suppose didn't... there is a correlation with Jack now supporting them as well, so perhaps <laughs> there's that. Well, yeah, it's Mumbai Indians, uh, AFC Wimbledon, who else is there? There's a few other few other pretty dumb sport teams you can add to that list. Uh, just, to, just a shout out to Kufax and uh, Mr. Bill Gates, who have um, sent us a super chat donation. Uh, yeah. Bill Gates, he's sent us three hippos, um, which is actually quite a pleasing uh, sticker. It's because he cares about the planet and he also <laughs> cares about the podcast, which I think is a, is a good thing to balance. Uh, right, boys. Um, that, that brought us to the halfway stage, uh, 159. Just a quick question at this point. Uh, par or below par or above par? Because I mean, there's supposed to be three options. Dan, you're the, the stato, if you like. Um, what, did, what did you think of that score in the first innings? Um, well, it was when you look at it, the fact that they were like, uh, was it about 100, 100 odd for two after 12 and a bit overs? It was, you could probably argue it was below par. They were looking to probably get about 180 at that point. But, but generally, this type of you know, 160 odd would keep you in the game at Chennai based on the um, historical data. But the problem is that historical data obviously reflected a, a strong advantage to bowl and spin, which hadn't manifested itself by that point as well. So actually, I think it was really tricky, tricky to say. But what we could could say with pretty pretty decent certainty was that RCB were going to take the chase as deep as they possibly could. So I suppose <laughs> it was that part. Um, uh, Max and Ross, just just. Just give me an indication, Max. What do you think? Oh, I think it was uh, exactly par because they scored 159 oh. and the other team scored 160. <laughs> very, very clever. Uh, and Ross? Yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think uh, Mumbai Indians will be they let themselves down a little bit and uh, yeah, we'll be disappointed they didn't go for 175. Cool. So that brings us on to RCB's batting. Um, we got to see Kohli opening up again with Washington Sundar. Um, Ross, let's start with you. What did you what did you make of RCB's decision to put Sundar up at the top of the order? Do you think it was good, or do you think, as sort of Dan Norcross said, that putting a middling cricketer uh, up the order doesn't make your order longer? It just delays where your batting order starts. <laughs> uh, so, so there's a thing that when we play for I don't like cricket club, which is our cricket team in London, sometimes you do an opener sacrifice. 
And this, this, this is a this is a known phenomenon in amateur cricket where you put a lesser cricketer up the top of the order in the hope that they hit some runs and get you off to a good start. Um, or even with... in the hope that they stay there long enough that the shine starts to come off the ball just by uh, by the opening bowler bowling a good line and length outside of stump and them not realising that we've actually sent someone out there who's never going to hit the ball. <laughs> Um, so I, I think it was, again, they are trying something a little bit different. They like the left hand, right hand combination, which I think is important in kind of those in the, in the games of cricket, um, especially in T20s. Um, so I quite liked it. Um, it's just unfortunate that the Washington Sundar uh, didn't look like he'd picked up a cricket bat for a little while. So maybe he's gone for the Privdi Shaw approach to batting when he's uh, out of nick. But um, yeah, I thought it was a positive move. It just didn't really come off for them. Uh, Virat Kohli, on the other hand, I mean, the guy was, that shiner was growing throughout the game. And if you saw it at the end, he had, it was like a boxer who'd been hit. So maybe you can go down that he had an awful innings in the end because he couldn't actually see. Um, but anyway. Uh, Should have caught it. <laughs> it hurts Should've less if you catch yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, okay, so Washington Sundar, you didn't think that performance was fantastic uh, this time around. No. Um, Dan, Dan, this one might be sort of more in your wheelhouse. Do you think it was... Uh, you talk often on these podcasts about, like, good processes leading to good results in the end and that you yeah. shouldn't judge a decision based on just the, the a one-off result. Uh, do you think Sundar opening the batting is something the RCB should persist with or... or uh, or at least when they're in the top three, because we have to assume that Padakal is going to come back and open the batting uh, in the next match, or at least the one after that. I think there's two discussion points here that you can focus on. The first is that they that Padakal would typically be their only left-hander in the top six, and they lost him for this match, so they kind of wanted to put that left-hander into the top six. That they, that they Otherwise, they'd be all right-hand heavy, heavy and that's, that was a big problem for them and you can actually see that with you know, Kunal Pandya was a pretty good matchup for him against most of the RCB batters particularly someone like Kohli and um, he he took one for 25 so he in 4A was good economy from him. Um, the, the other thing is is that look Sundar is he's one of those batters who he can bat but He's not really a T20 player, in my view, in terms of his batting batting abilities. Boundary percentage isn't great at all. Um, certainly not great for a finisher. So where you bat these type of players is is often tricky. So you give me a couple of other players who are examples of that as well. Someone like Shreyas Gopal or even Ravi Ashwin, who aren't really hitters, but they can bat. And it's sometimes really problematic to know where where to bat them. And I think a lot of teams by default shove them in at seven, but I'm not sure that's ideal. I'm certainly not sure it's ideal for them to open either. And it was a not great innings really. But but yeah, it was the left hand, right hand, I think. And then they did that again a bit lower down with Shabazz Ahmed got shoved up the order as well. Well, I oh, think that worked it... really well, didn't it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> he had a good day. <laughs> well, I, was, no, Sorry, I, was about, I was about to make a point but Bro Barber has just beat me to making the point I was going to make of saying that I would have liked to see a certain big hitter actually up the top of the order and Jack I know in your fantasy team you had uh, uh, As As Haradin As Haradin As Haradin yeah there we go always great on uh, pronunciations of everything <laughs> even uh, simple English words um, but that would have been I would have liked to see that and I think that would have been far more exciting you saw um, Dan as you said they have Glenn Maxwell in that in that side who bowls the, the same kind of stuff so, um, yeah. so it's something that they probably missed a trick on there but they won the game so we can't really criticise too much uh, well, yeah, uh, 
the criticism is what we do best on this podcast so please let's not revert to to being fanboys they, or praising anyone too much they won that... the game didn't they but i don't think they necessarily won the game because they made all the right decisions they won the game because of a once in a blue moon performance from harshall patel <laughs> <laughs> well harshall patel and someone else so let, let's let's get to the finale of the game then maybe we'll go back and talk about glenn maxwell because he actually did all right today um six yeah, so yeah, so with 24 balls left, uh, Royal challenges Bangalore. They needed 40 to win. De Villiers is batting. Boomerah has to bowl 12 of the last 24 balls. Uh, basically, that was the IPL distilled perfectly down into into four overs. That's why us for that's why the four of us love it. That's why any cricket fan really should be on board with this tournament because you're just like, when are you going to get to see that? I mean, like De Villiers doesn't play international cricket anymore. So it's literally just this tournament. You're going to see a generational talent in De Villiers and a, and a generational talent in, in Boomer going head to head in a finale in the opening match of a tournament. Ross, how much did you enjoy that passage of play? Well, Bumrah is notoriously difficult to get away anywhere from the slow action and I mean, the, just the strange action in general. But A.B. de Villiers seemed to almost telegraph what was actually coming to him. And there was a there was a ball where I think it panned to Dan Christian on the side, kind of like nudging his friends, going, I told you that was happening. I told you. That. And just the way in which he manoeuvres his body. Um, there, there was commentary and Max, you picked up on it of going, oh, he's not played cricket for five months. Oh, my God. How is this guy still so good? It's A.B. de Villiers. Like, like what, well, the commentary team is sitting there going, who is this ma- magician at the stumps? It's like, oh, just one of the best players of all time. And they just, that level of, like, if that continues the whole way through the tournament, them just being surprised that the guy can do this, is just infuriating. Um, there was one ball where Bumrah, I thought it was pretty much nailed his Yorker, and A.B. de Villiers kind of leant down, and it was on a, off, like, just at the base, over cover, for four and you're just like this guy is just different gravy um i thought it was uh, it was a great matchup and i think really well played to rcb for going do you know what we're going to hold him back and jack in the whatsapp group you're just like where's ab de villiers where's ab de villiers and they were keeping him back for for that matchup yeah do you not think just as a, a slight tangent do you not think they might have won in the 18th over if he'd batted at number three Quite possibly. Uh, you know, counterfactual. Yeah. Counterfactual. Yeah. We're just throwing it out there. I mean, obviously, they, they did been right at the death. Uh, Dan, you and I, and well, everyone has talked about what makes Davilia so special, and that's his ability to, to kind of kill you both ways in, in terms of T20 cricket. Mm. He, he, his low, low dot ball percentage and a high boundary strike uh, or, and a high boundary percentage. Um, we really saw the high boundary percentage today. Was there anything that you saw in his performance today that surprised you, or were you? Is this just sort of like, as Ross says, AB de Villiers? We shouldn't be surprised by him anymore. It's par for the course. I think that's fair to say. It's just too good. It's. it's, it's it, I mean, you, you look at RCB's kind of re- recruitment and retention strategy, and, and I think I think de Villiers is a broadly similar price to Coley, but the output you get from De Villiers in terms of like match winning output, I think is a lot more. He doesn't kind of slow slow down that much. Now on that subject of where he bats, um, in sort of early middle overs, so over seven to 11, De Villiers in, from 2019 onwards strikes at 126, which isn't great, but then he accelerates to almost 150 in the late middle overs and then 230 at the death. So you can understand why they're held him back based on that. 
and you know they don't really want him to play like a uh, 25 of 20 batting at number three when he's a lot more explosive batting lower down the order and you know, Maxwell had a good knock himself so that would kind of I think they worked that one out fine but I think long term you could probably say if Padakal comes back in for Washington you could probably look at look at him as a four maybe. Well, that, that was one of the questions in, uh, in in the chat, actually, from Chew the Fun, saying, what do you guys think about the position of Maxwell and Davidius? And actually, Dan, is, is it just going to be around the players they have available to them is going to dictate, actually, what roles those guys play? Yeah, and I'm also quite uh, keen on having flexible strategies where I don't like fixed batting positions very much. Yeah, yeah. So, so, for example, I might say, OK, where should, when someone said to me, where should Davidius But I might say, or first drop after 12 overs kind of thing, or first drop after 11 overs, that sort of thing. And yeah. and, and then where whatever number that is, is where he bats. And I think you can make that argument for maybe a bit later on in the year, someone like Andre Russell as well. You just say that first drop after 13 or 14 kind of thing, as opposed to that, that fixed batting position. So yeah. basically what you're saying is that he's one of the few people in the world who can score 60 off 30 on a reasonably consistent basis. Yeah. And, and that's where you want him. Like yeah. there's, there are so few people who can do that. There you go. I, I guess I was um, wrong on that one. Uh, Max, one for you here. Let's go to Maxwell. Let's talk about Maxwell. From a matchup perspective, um, how big of an advantage is it for Glenn Maxwell that he can bat both left and right-handed? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ideal, isn't it? And we saw it in full force uh, when he was um, facing Aral Chahar. Two, um, it was the first ball, wasn't it, of of uh, of two overs uh, that that he faced, where he just well before before uh, Chahar even got close to uh, his delivery stride, Maxwell had just switched over to to left handed and uh, and hit him for for six over. Um, square leg and it was phenomenal and it really does open up every ability um, against particularly against that kind of uh, bowler because normally for a leg spinner if you're if you're facing a left-hander you will bowl a googly that would be your it's almost the stock delivery now for in 2020 cricket for a leg spinner bowling to a left-hander to bowl a googly to get it to turn the other way so when you basically take that armory away from them it's a a phenomenal uh, skill to have it's Obviously, um, at risk of going wrong, if you do it that early, I'm surprised that Raul Chahar didn't maybe spot it and do something a bit different, maybe uh, fire it in full or or, uh, put it a bit wide, but he just, yeah, I I, I don't, yeah, he he just didn't really know what to do and put it in exactly the spot that Maxwell wanted it, so... There's, um, I guess there's there's two aspects to it, aren't there? There's on the on the one hand, it's a great ability to be able to have, um, but it does open you up to a maybe a slightly uh, more experienced bowler. So uh, if if it was someone like Krunal uh, uh, Pandya who has that ability to just change what he's going to bowl while he's in the middle of bowling it, and that that's what I've well, what, when I say like he's a clever bowler, that's what I mean, and that he has that sort of ability to change what he's doing in the middle of doing it. Um, while what he actually normally does might not be that good compared to a lot of other bowlers, he he has that sort of uh, uh, flexibility about him that maybe some other people don't. But um, yeah, great to see Glenn Maxwell back, wasn't it? Uh, I, the big show I, is is in town, and it was a huge six. What a way oh, after massive. fifteen matches to break your six duck in the IPL? Blasting <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the ball. Did they say how long it was on the? Well, they guessed a hundred meters, didn't they? But it could have been like four hundred. <laughs> It was actually the length of the trip that he took from Kings Eleven Punjab to Royal Challengers Bangalore. That's how big the six ended up being. Uh, 
Right. Um, let's move on to talking about what we learned from this because it's the first time we saw both teams and we've got a question from Twitter. Then we'll do a few questions in the chat. Dan, I know you have a little bit of a deadline, so we don't want to go on too long. We'll try and do about 10, maybe a little bit more. Um, talking about what we learned from both teams, uh, we're not all going to get a say on this. We're just going to have a, a thing each. Um, Ross, I'm going to go with you first. Your question is, what did you learn about the Safari SUV versus the Outros? Um, well, it comes, it comes in a nice blue, which I think is uh, very important, actually. And it's a bit easier to see. Um, there's no risk of actually it being behind the bowler's arm and it coming out of the red outros, which I think was an issue at the one of the UAE grounds. Um, what I do like is how much it pains. The, they haven't even really changed the script. It's not even like, it's not even like, oh, here's a brand new car. It's kind of just like someone has like a piece of paper and they've just scribbled out outros and put Safari, um, which I have uh, an abundance of respect for. <laughs> um, Max, you get to pass judgment on Mumbai Indians. Were they better, worse, the same as you expected? Let us know. Um, well, I expected them to win, so I would say they'd be worse than I expected. But but actually, I, I don't think um, there's anything there that I'm that concerned by from their point of view. I think they came, uh, like I said, they came into a situation where they faced a, a couple of really uh, high-class performances. Uh, there are a couple of things that could have gone either way that would have just changed the result of the match. And ultimately, um, their record of losing first up seems to do them quite well. So, uh, I, yeah, no no cause for concern. I think there was a bit, sorry, just to jump in, but I think there was a huge issue today around Hardik Pandya and Kieran Pollard not actually bowling. So there was a bit there where medium paces kind of worked on this surface. And I mean, Hardik Pandya wasn't even throwing the ball in the right. outfield. No. That, 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 is, that is a major issue for That's them not, if they're going to play that sign, side. Is it? Not a good sign. Um, Dan, you, as the, the RCB fan amongst us, uh, I, I know you've got a long and storied history following. Uh, the Royal, Royal Challengers. Um, what did you make of them? Were they did they pleasantly surprise you or or, or not? They pleasantly surprised me because they got the win, and obviously I think we've got the uh, purple cap holder now in Harshal Patel as well. So <laughs> celebrate that probably for a fortnight as well. Um, well, no, I mean they didn't surprise me in, in a lot of ways. They did and they didn't. They made some some good decisions I think and some weird decisions. So I guess again that's probably par for the course really. Uh, Coley. Uh, still I think has that issue against spin in the middle middle overs so against spin today he he faced 15 balls and only scored 13 runs and didn't score a single boundary so that he still really needs to up that spin intent and that and that for me is a big big problem and a big stumbling block they might face this year unless he sorts that boundary intent out against spinners um was was pleased to see Patadar get a go. I sort of mentioned, I think, in one of the earlier pods pre-tournament that um, they've got some talented hitters who could come in and do a job. Azaridine, obviously, is another one as well, and KS Barat too. Um, but one thing I was surprised about with Patadar was that the commentators, when he, when he got out, the commentators have said, oh, it was a short innings from the youngster. Well, the, the guy's 28 in two, two months' time. It's almost like they've done no research. It's a bit like Surya Kumar Yadav when he was playing for India and people were like, oh, it's great to see that it's like some young Indian talent breaking into the team. Yeah. What is he, 29? He's 31. 30. He's 31 in, in 31. September. 
um yeah well, i thought it was interesting with with, with rcb I, we, we all caught sort of said this on on the rcb preview that their first 11 is actually super competitive they didn't pick um, that first 11 though well that was interesting that was the, the the sort of first interesting point but we did see the value i suppose of having players like maxwell and having players like de villiers and, and even having players like kyle jameson who bowled well like they they i mean i know harsh patel is going to take all the headlines but they don't win that game unless they have De Villiers, um, and, and probably they don't win that game unless they have they have Maxwell as well, who who was able to sort of support Cody a little bit, and probably they don't win that game without Kyle Jameson bowling like a decent spell up front, keeping it tight in the power play, and then coming back a bit later to take uh, he got Surya Kumar Yadav out, didn't he? Mm. So, you know, there is uh, if you have concentrated talent in individuals, you you can pull off. Um, big wins it's it's i guess for them long term it's a it's a question of whether that's sustainable and that takes us on to our twitter question of this show i think there might have been a couple more in but because we had a quite a tight turnaround between the end of the match and uh us going live uh we've only got one um that was from rick and patel uh and he says we've seen these types of wins for rcb for years uh de villiers or coley carrying them are they sustainable especially with their bowling performances uh, he says, I doubt we will ever see Harsha Patel bowl that well ever again. Um, Max, are they sustainable? Uh, I, I really don't think so because, well, you might be able to rely on like two. You said basically they've got four batsmen, right? Uh, in their lineup today and three of them batted really well and they won the game. If they were chasing a slightly higher target, I just think you need more from the people, uh, people around them. And, um, that's uh, that's. I mean, they've they've got Padakel to come back, so that will that will help. But I think um, an over reliance on two or three particularly high quality players is just not. It's not going to win you tournaments. It will win you big games, and I think this is a, a prime example of that. And yeah, like the the stats do not bear out the Harshal Patel will ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone disagree with that, Ross or Dan? Uh, I. I, I agree with Max actually. I think um, there is a bit where it, that, that's okay though. That that, inc- that you, Harsha Patel is not going to turn up every single game and take five wickets against a batting lineup like that. But that's okay because they do have other people to come in and at least try to do that. If he's consistent, takes say two wickets a game and actually goes at less than nine and over, he's probably doing his job. Um, Dan, we said that on the preview show that RCB's problem is death bowling mm-hmm. and actually being able to draw upon someone who's got that kind of skill set is is a good thing um but again this is a sample size of one so let's uh, let's not get too carried away yeah sure. I, I, yeah i agree with that and i mean personally you know the, the newly crowned super fan of rcb wants me to turn around and say that this is this is the start of our title challenge it's amazing <laughs> isn't it what drawing a piece of paper out of a hat can do for <laughs> logical thought <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm I'm not I'm not sure that it it, it will be. Um, I, I, I the death bowling issue is 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 the real problem for me. It's just a, a massive hurdle to overcome. Uh, it's too good. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I mean I mean Jameson bowled one today, um, and obviously kind of you know I have Siraj and Saini to bowl a little bit nor- normal normal circumstances. Uh, Harshal Patel actually 
has he's bowled nine and a half overs in his in the last five years, at the, uh, last four years at the death. So um, the fact that he's probably not going to be a solution to the death bowling issues is quite apparent. Although obviously it was very nice of him to oh. do so today. Certainly a lot better than Corey Anderson managed a couple of years ago in a similar position. That's for sure. I said on the on the on the other side, on the opposite of the opposition, were you impressed by Marco Janssen, who uh, we'd kind mm-hmm. of picked as a potential star for uh, this IPL? I yeah. mean, the, the guy, I didn't realize how skinny this bloke was. Like his, uh, his arms, like the, the compression sock that he has on his arm, I was a bit like, oh, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, I, he's on my database of like 100 young players to watch from mm-hmm. overseas. Uh, so his bro- he's also got a twin brother who's quite good as well. A twin, uh, was he also six for eight? Yeah, I think so. He's another left arm quick who bats a little bit as well. Um, yeah, um, I was really, really impressed with him. He had a nervy first over, I think. He went for 15-odd, uh, mm. um, and it featured it was at no ball and, and a yeah. wide, I think it was. And um, he was absolute quality after that. I was so impressed with him. When they picked him today, I was pretty surprised. And I thought, I thought, mate, this year I expect him to just be kind of like a net bowler. And then if they re- if he kicks on in the next year, then they've got maybe a cheap, a cheap retention of an uncapped player or something like that. But um wow, yeah, it really, really impressed. And yeah, maybe maybe he might keep Coulton Isle out the side in that kind of similar role. But here's hoping. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, and and I don't. I want to see Adam Mill get opportunities as well because I, I I like him more as like a two-two bowler, whereas Bolt's like a three-power player, and then where do you get the last one out of from him? And, and I think we saw that a bit today in the, death, at the as well. death. Yeah, right, um, Ross. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the chat. Have we had any questions in on there? Because I've got one lined up on Twitter. If not, and if you if you've got any questions, sling them in the chat, Ross. Um, so I've actually been trying to ask, so thanks for uh, uh, Swaraj uh, Chavan, who asked the one around Hardik um, kind of playing, and AK True, who uh, covered the Marco Janssen one. So um, thanks for those guys. Um, just a question from Twitter, and then if you have, we'll, we'll probably got time for like maybe two chat chat questions. So Ross, you can pick the best two from there. Um, Ankit over on Twitter, he asked, is this game further proof that the IPL is the best league in the world, uh, strictly from a quality of cricket perspective? Um, Dan, you're you're probably the one who knows the most about comparing the different leagues. Yeah. Uh, where does the IPL rank? Um, first, by a long, long way. Um, the, the, generally, there's a pretty decent correlation between the amount of overseas players and the quality of the overseas players in a league and the standard of the league. And uh, you know, our IPL have got four overseas per per. Her team and most of them are pretty high quality, uh, good local core as well. I actually expect the hundred to challenge it though, with 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 a really high caliber of domestic players and, and also some really good marquee overseas players as well. But at the moment, IPL and I actually think IPL is a lot better than international cricket as well because you still still get some stat padding against the. Uh, cricket equivalents of San Marino sometimes in uh, in T20 internationals, you know? Well, the other, the other thing you get from a batting perspective, definitely in international T20, is rotation of bowlers. Um, it's quite rare, probably, in bilateral series to see um, teams field their five best bowlers. Um, usually at least two will be resting because they played the Test Series or because they're you know, getting ready for the ODIs or they're going to go for the IPL. Um, it, whereas in the IPL, it's it's pretty rare that a team bench their better bowlers. Um, it happens right at the end of the the, the IPL if, if teams are qualified. 
but otherwise um you usually get the the big guns ross over to the live chat what have we got um so we've got from mr rj um who i'm not sure if he's a fan or not he said shut up coley haters so <laughs> um I mean, today actually summed up why that if if they were chasing one, it was at one sixty is Virat Kohli's sweet spot, right? There is no better batsman, no better captain in the world at chasing down one scores of one sixty. If the score was one eighty today, his innings cost them the game. Like was it thirty three off twenty nine balls? Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, like everyone said in the um, in in the comments that we received throughout the T twenty competition against England or the T twenty series against England that Kohli just doesn't get out. Today he does, and actually in the IPL last in the IPL last year he did similar kind of things. So um, RCB great win for them today. We do not hate Coley, but there is just a bit where if he bats like that, it's a huge risk. Um, another question we've got from J Deep: uh, Who is favourite for tomorrow? So it's uh, Max, your boys in yellow um, versus is the, is the Delhi Capital CSK yeah. playing? Yeah, uh, Max, let's go to you then. Um, Newfound super fan, you're getting a hat, you're getting a jacket, you're getting the Sam Curran bandana, hopefully. <laughs> um, so what, Don't what spoil it. Don't spoil the surprise. Um, well, obviously, it's a, a nailed-on CSK win, isn't it? They're going to they're gonna win it, well, with, what, four or five overs to spare, I think? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, no, what, no, I mean, actually, without um, without uh, Norkia and Rabada, I think CSK do actually have a chance. A fighting chance, okay, uh, with a sensible answer on. <laughs> uh, Dan from uh, Shubman Kadar, uh, do you think this was the best playing eleven for the Mumbai Indians, or could it be a little bit better? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was the best playing eleven for for MI. Um, basically, I mean, the Anson pick was a real surprise. Obviously, he did really well, but he hadn't really shown that higher level in South African cricket, domestic cricket. To, to have a lot of faith in him. Now, that, there's a big difference between me thinking he's a player of extremely high potential and him being good enough to play he made his IPL debut at the age of 20. Mm-hmm. So, but but he played he played well. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether, you know, when Decock comes back, whether they're going to drop Chris Lind despite scoring 49, but doing it in a bit of a Jason Roy manner, perhaps you might well, he, say. He did um, run out as captain, so that might be the nail in the coffin. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, and do, I wonder whether I, I would like to see Adam Milne play a lot for MI this year I really really would because I think he's a quality operator and he can be that 2-2 bowler he, in fact he can bowl any phase so so I want to see a lot more of Adam Milne and I think someone said that he was in quarantine but I'm pretty sure I saw him on the bench today so uh, um, I don't I don't know if he was just not selected I'm not sure Okay, well, uh, I think that's because some of the questions, Jack, and I think um, it's kind of one to kind of finish on. Um, when it comes to the IPL and it comes to the orange cap and the purple cap, we had a bit of bit of uh, confusion over which colours they should really be. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell, is this his year, Jack? Is this finally the big show's year? It's pretty hard to say, isn't it, with Glenn Maxwell because he blows so hot and cold. Um... Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. Glenn Maxwell doesn't know how he's feeling. If it's There's Glenn no... Maxwell's year, it's RCB's year. That's my feeling. It, any pundit who's got a definitive answer on whether it's Glenn Maxwell's year or not, um, have we got the sports is, almanac? It's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say though, uh, no, it doesn't matter. Um, that, that's for that's for another time. Um, I think that kind of brings. 
the cricket podcast to a close. Ross, mm-hmm. remind people what to do one last time. Uh, if you have loved watching this, please like and subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another live stream, I think, for CSK versus Delhi Capitals. We will, yeah. Uh, we've got Dan Norcross, the voice of cricket in in the UK. Anyway, um, yeah. joining we're, we're, us. We're, we only get guests called Dan. That's actually one of those, <laughs> It's one of our unique selling points, actually. Um, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Dan. Do you want to remind people one more time where they can find you, and then we will draw this to a close. Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at sa advantage, and you can also uh, check out my website. That's www.sportsanalyticsadvantage.com. Great. Um, Thanks very much for watching and listening. We will be back tomorrow to recap CSK v Delhi Capitals. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.